Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes, the methods of the devil. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says we are not ignorant of the devil's schemes. Well, good morning and welcome to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. I'm the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. And today we want to talk about the schemes of the devil as it relates to the LGBTQIA plus wingding, whatever other number they have or, or letter. Um, movement. And uh, to help me with this discussion is my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder. And uh, Dr. Schroeder and I have been talking about this and, and what is the devil doing to try and destroy uh, our, our uh, families, marriage family, and uh, all that God has set up to be good and wholesome and holy and and uh, important for society to flourish. The devil is a deceiver. He's a liar and the father of lies, and he's a murderer. Jesus said he's been a murderer from the beginning. And what we see in the uh, LGBTQIA plus movement is uh, this, this onslaught of perversion and corruption uh, coming into our, uh, our world, and it's here. And uh, maybe you heard what was going on in the, uh, the Pride Parade. You know, June is Pride Month, and the Pride Parade in New York, uh, they uh, took off the mask, so to speak. And for a long time, the LGBTQ community was saying, hey, just let us live our lives. You know, we're not here to hurt anybody. We just want to live our lives. Well, here is what they were chanting a- at the New York Pride Parade. We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Dr. Chris, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, it's true, they are. You know, you started out by talking about the evil one, and he is the one who tempts. You know, God does not tempt us, but Satan tempts us. In James chapter 1, it says, um, in the New Living Translation, it says, And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So, you know, everyone experiences temptations. Temptations don't come from God. They come from those evil desires that war within us that come from the evil one, and, um, it, it just really temptation is from our own self-centered desires. And, you know, uh, I, I see the enemy just totally at work in this situation and he's trying to destroy, uh, the very first and best creation of God, the human families. Right. You know, that's, that's his whole game plan. That's his whole strategy to destroy the family. Well, I ran across this. I thought it was very interesting from Pastor Rick Fritz, who is the president and director uh, for the Center for Christian Engagement. And he wrote this in July of 2018, a four-part series on the LGBTQ movement and Christianity, uh, its threat and our response. And this is what he said. 
the LGBTQ movement represents a clear and present danger to the culture, to the church, and to eternal salvation of millions because of its active rebellion against God's design of gender, marriage, family, and purpose of sexual relations. And he says, uh, he talks about what he's going to talk about, and then he says, um, uh, you know, this is the danger, defining the danger. Uh, the focus of the movement is nothing less than the utter destruction of the God-ordained, equal but distinct design of men and women, the corruption of the sanctity of marriage, and the obliteration of God's design of a family consisting of one man, one woman, joined together to have and raise godly children. It also seeks to normalize sexual immorality. In short, it seeks to normalize and celebrate sin. Chris, when we see uh, clips of these pride parades, uh, I always think of that verse in Psalms, the wicked strut about on every side while vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Uh, to me, it just appears like we're celebrating sin. Yeah, I mean, it's in your face, you know, like this parade where it's just shouted out. Like you said, they've just they've just come out and just told you exactly what their agenda is. But then it's also sneaky and uh, deceptive. You know, I have a six and an eight-year-old, almost to be seven and nine, and there's all these subtle ways that they are hitting us with their agenda. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there was a PBS kids show, you know, which used to be totally safe to right. watch, and they aired a gay marriage on the Arthur. You know, Arthur was a, like a real famous cartoon mm-hmm. on PBS, and they aired a, a gay marriage on this show. So your kids could just be watching PBS innocently, mm-hmm. or you could walk into a store that we used to used to frequent regularly. I didn't, but my wife took the girls a lot to Target. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you go in, and there's pictures right there in front of transgender kids. Mm-hmm. And so, um, or the other day, uh, we went to a baseball game in Kansas City. And just found out that it was Pride Day at the stadium. Yeah. You know, and so it's right there in front of you. So sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's just right in your face. Yeah, you're not, you're, you don't have to seek it out. Right. It will seek you out and it'll seek your kids out. And impressionable kids, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, um, they start to see what they see on television or whatever to them. It's just like, well, I guess this is this is normal. This is fine. This is good. That person looks happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like they're enjoying life. Uh, you know, this. I, I remember when I was a little kid watching TV. You know, you you didn't know all that stuff was fake necessarily. I thought there really was a lost in space, mm-hmm. and you know, I thought how cool this spaceship and gosh, to be able to see that and have a laser gun and, you know, so yeah, it's just like, well, you can buy a laser gun at the store. It's the same thing. It's just a hunk of plastic. Right, right. Now, I'll tell you that we've already had to have conversation with our girls about, I mean, this month, spurring on this month and the stuff that would be maybe flashed in front of them. We've always already had to have discussion with them about uh, what this pride that they are celebrating is and what the rainbow really represents. And so we've already had to have that discussion way earlier than we would have liked, but we would rather have a talk with them than have it be shoved in their face and have to learn from the world. Okay, so when you talk to uh, young girls about that, Mm -hmm. how much do they understand? I mean, I think it's different per kid. You know, our girls are pretty 
pretty pure, pretty innocent. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're alarmed at what they don't recognize, what they don't see. Mm-hmm. Just, we, na- just naive and pure hearted. Yeah, they're just naive and pure hearted, honestly. But uh, we were watching, we went to a movie to see, this was a while back, we saw the movie uh, Strange World. It was a, I think it was a Disney movie. And there was a gay character in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow. But our girls didn't even realize the guy was, I was about to walk out of the movie and then I realized that our girls didn't even realize what was happening. Right. So, uh, you know, they are pretty pure. So that works to their, to their advantage. But, uh, but you do have to, you have to be the one that talks to your children before anyone else does. Well, and as Paul said, we're not ignorant of the devil's schemes. And so I think it's, uh, when they say in their parades, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. It's very important for parents and grandparents to make sure our children are forewarned and forearmed uh, because they are coming after them. And uh, for somebody like Anna or Emma, if they don't know anything like this, especially if it comes from a teacher, you know, all these teachers that are pumping this stuff out in the elementary school, kids are very susceptible to being uh, ambushed. Well, they love rainbows. I mean, rainbows are beautiful to them, and they see a rainbow, and they think of the colors of a rainbow, and they think of the Noah story. Mm-hmm. That's what they think of with a with a rainbow. And so we have to we had to talk to them about uh, not everyone believes the same way that we believe, and in your life, there's going to be people that don't believe the same way. And so, uh, you know, we want them to be strong. We want them to be warriors for Christ because they're going to need to be uh, in the world that they're growing up in and going to live in. Well, Pastor Rick Fritz, um, as I referenced him, he, he talks through the the uh, enemy's game plan. Mm-hmm. And so we're not ignorant of his schemes. We stand firm against the schemes of the devil. The word schemes in, in Ephesians 6, 11 is, is the word we get our, our English word methods. Mm-hmm. So the devil is very methodical mm-hmm. in how he goes about things. You know, the devil is, uh, he's more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made, but he doesn't have a lot of bullets in his gun. So the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life. He's going to work on those things. But this is what Rick Fritz had to say. I thought it was really good. Uh, The phases of the enemy's game plan. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, phase one is the destruction of man's ability to reason. Mm -hmm. And he quotes from Romans chapter one. You know, when when we don't see fit to acknowledge God anymore as a society, we don't give him honor, we don't give him thanks, then God gives us over to uh, impurity. And we had the sexual revolution. And then he gives us over to homosexual impurity. And uh, so perversion. So sexual impurity, fornication, adultery, well, that's that's bad, but it's not perverted in terms of it's still a man going after a woman. But then homosexual immorality is vile and unnatural, as the Scripture says, it's perverted. And then the third phase of God giving over is he gives them over to a reprobate mind, a mind that no longer functions. And, and so, that's a huge statement when you say, and it, you know, scripture says giving them over. So, I mean, that's, that's his form of judgment is giving them over to this lifestyle that they have chosen. Right. Yeah. That you want that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to undo the leash. Kind of like a dog that's pulling mm-hmm. against the leash. It's like, you want to go there. You want to run after that. Here you go. And I'm going to unhook the leash and I give you over to well, that. This is going to destroy you. This is not good for you. This is going to destroy you. I'm the one who created you. I know what's best for you, but this is what you want. So I'm giving you over. Yes. And so it, when you, when uh, society loses its ability to reason, I, I watch these, uh, these, 
hearings on Capitol Hill and these people that, uh, yeah, this one lady, I'm trying to, Robinson, I think was her name, and she was going up against Riley Gaines, and they were talking about uh, men competing, biological men competing in mm-hmm. women's sports. And I think it was Kennedy that was asking the question, well, do you believe there's a difference between men and women? And uh, Ted Cruz asked the same question. They don't want to answer the question. Right. It's like, okay, either you are extremely stupid because it's obvious there's a physical difference right. between men and women, or you're the biggest liar on the planet. Right. And you're not going to, to say what everybody else knows. And as uh, I think uh, Kennedy said, you know, you really hurt your case when you're, you're not going to admit what we all know to be true. Well, but you can't reason. Like like right. you said, the number one point, you cannot reason with them. That's what's so frustrating is there's no reason. There's right. no reasoning. Yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. Well, he says, so you destroy the ability to reason. Number two on the, the phases of the enemy's game plan, destroy sexual standards. And uh, one of the things he mentioned was normalize pornography. Mm-hmm. Get it out there in the culture. Mm-hmm. Pornography is like a broken sewer pipe that just mm-hmm. covers the landscape. And uh, Chris, I know you do lots of counseling, mm-hmm. and in in marital problems, that's got to be one of the factors that's hurting the marriage. Yeah, the statistics say that uh, it's upwards of sixty six percent. Sixty six percent is the last statistic I saw. Is how many people struggle with an addiction to pornography? And sadly, I think that statistic is nearly the same of men in the church and outside of the church. And they call it the the hidden. Uh, killer of the church, you mm-hmm. know, because it does, because it stifles men's uh, desire to serve. It makes them passive because because of this addiction. They think that they have, you know, they're just stuck in their sin and they think they have nothing to give. And so it neutral, neutralizes the effectiveness of men in the church. So you could see where Satan is totally using pornography to do that. Well, you're listening to Real Truth for today, and I'm joined in the studio by my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder. We're talking about the, uh, the enemy's game plan and uh, the uh, goal of the LGBTQIA movement. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. So moms, dads, grandma, grandpa, We need to be uh, aware of what's going on. We need to be equipping our children, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. The devil has methods and he has a scheme to destroy your marriage, destroy your family, destroy your kids. We'll be right back. There's a culture war raging in America, and like it or not, we're in the battle. Sandy Rios, AFA's Director of Governmental Affairs and the host of the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7. For 40 plus years, American Family Association has been fighting for biblical values in America. We've been here to shine the light of Christ into a dark world and to stand against the evil of the day. And by God's grace, we're making a difference. One vital way that you can join forces with us is through a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. The charitable gift annuity will benefit you and help ensure AFA is in the fight for years to come. See if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. 
The AFA Foundation, the Financial Stewardship Division of the American Family Association. This is Abraham Hamilton III with AFR, and we're sending Bibles to Asia. Here's Michael with Bible League International. Abraham, there is an incredible move of God right now in the region of Asia. This is where Christianity is growing fastest in the world, but at Bible League, now in our 85th year of ministry, we easily estimate that as many as 9 of 10 new believers in countries like China, Vietnam, and Malaysia have no access to the Bible. They live out their Christian faith in the day-to-day without being able to open God's precious Word and be reminded of His promises. But listeners, you've been incredibly kind to these brothers and sisters. Our goal is to bless 16,000 Bibleist believers. You've done that for 13,000. We're more than 80% there. We've been given just a little extra time to meet this goal. Would you pray about it today and would you get involved and send Bibles to Asia? $5 sends a Bible. That's only $5 for a Bible. $100 sends 20. $500 sends 100. You can give by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or visit sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here along with my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder. And we're talking about the schemes of the devil, especially as it relates to the LGBTQIA+. Uh, movement. Charlie Kirk calls that the uh, the alphabet mafia, and uh, they do uh, uh, operate like the mafia. You get in their way, and they're going to come after you like uh, kicking an ant bed. The ants are coming after you to try and destroy you. But uh, we've been looking at an article by Pastor Rick Fritz, uh, president and director for Christian Civic Engagement, and he was talking about the enemy's game plan. And so uh, what triggered all of this is obviously June is Pride Month, and I saw from a New York Pride Parade uh, people marching and chanting, we're here, we're queer. Uh, it used to be we're here, we're queer, deal with it. Now it's we're here, we're, he- we're, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Uh, it it uh, presented itself early on as a Trojan horse, but there were people inside the horse, and they had an agenda. And it's not just let us live our lives. It, it is we are coming for your children, and we want to destroy your children, and we want to corrupt your children. As Daryl Harrison said uh, in a 
recent article. They're not groomers. They're corruptors. Well, I mean, it's like an intimidation thing. I mean, they're coming at you with an intimidation, just like the enemy would, you know, prowls around like a roaring lion. That's that's what it is. It's trying to intimidate the Christian family. Right. And, you know, you have to uh, you have to have a heart that that grieves over these people because it's you, the, they're so caught up in sin. They've lost their ability to reason. Romans chapter one. They've been given over to a reprobate mind. They're so uh, entrenched in this sin. I think of Romans uh, or Genesis chapter six, the days of Noah, every intent of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. And you just see these people just so locked up in sin. And you know, from the word of God, they're miserable right, in their right, sin. Right. And right. they keep doing it more and more and more thinking that they're going to get a different result. The definition of insanity uh, so maybe I'll go to more, more perverted sex and that will give me the peace and joy and the fulfillment that I need. And it doesn't, it never will. It's drinking salt water to try and quench your thirst. Well, they are miserable because they're not living by God's design. God's design, um, is to, for us to, uh, be fruitful and to multiply and to have a blessed life, you know, to live in a blessing of being fruitful and multiplying. And that is not possible for them. Well, so we have the the enemy's game plan, so destroy the ability to reason, which fits in with what God is, okay, God gives you over to that, and the devil picks up on that. Secondly, destroy sexual standards, which Mm -hmm. is part of Romans 1. God Mm -hmm. gives you over to sexual immorality. But what we see in our society, Chris, is uh, the normalization of pornography, uh, the uh, elementary school teachers that are so committed to teaching our kids without parents' knowledge about transgenderism, uh, creating a classroom where you pick your own pronouns, that kind of uh, uh, deviancy and just lunacy. And, uh, you know, when you and I were in elementary school, we were very impressionable like every six, seven, eight-year-old kid is. They didn't talk about that. We talked about times tables and we talked about reading and Things that kids need to know. But. Yeah, children are are impressionable, especially by those who are in authority and those who have authority over them. Uh, when you talk about normalizing pornography, that's also just normalizing sexuality in our society. I mean, it's it's everywhere. So it's not just on a screen, but it's on billboards. It's everywhere you look. Sexuality is being normalized, and it's being. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the immorality of sexuality right. is being normalized, and it's just everywhere in your face. Well, this this idea of drag queen story hour, yeah, which is just mind boggling to me. What parent would allow his or her child to go see some guy dressed up like a woman mm-hmm. uh, reading a story? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just like get them out of there. Why would you? You wouldn't put poison in their mouths. Why are you putting poison in their minds? Well, it's not cute. It's not funny. It's it's disgusting. You know, yeah. it's it's not. It's totally um, not normal. Unnatural. So destroy sexual standards. Thirdly, he said, the enemy's game plan, soften and humanize the gay image. Uh, Make it innocent and friendly and kind. So if you come against that, you're considered a a bigot, a hater, a homophobe, all those 
uh, archaic, you know, like you're not up with the times. Yeah, you're a you're a caveman, and how dare you? And you're not intelligent. Yeah. Well, and Chris, you know, you think about people that uh, jettison the biblical standard, and why do they do that? Because, as I've said before on this program. Your, your meology influences your theology. So meology is what happens to me, and meology is what happens to people that I know. And if I have a family member that says they're homosexual, well then, but they, I love them, and so I'm going to choose them over what God's Word says. Well, you're going by your feelings instead of the truth, right. you know, which is very easy temptation to give into. It's experiential truth. You know, I've experienced this, so uh, it must be true, but it really it's based on feelings. It's not based on God's Word. It's not based on the uh, Creator. It's based on the created. Well, I did a, I did a wedding some years ago uh, for a couple, and they got married, and uh, then turns out years later they get divorced, and then the girl becomes a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And then she has a, a wedding. I saw it online. You didn't she, do the second one. No, no, didn't <laughs> do the second one. Wasn't involved at all. Yeah. Uh, they left the church uh, before she got divorced. But uh, she's marrying. She married her gay lover, mm-hmm. and uh, her mother, who presents herself as a Christian, was all for it. I'm so happy because my daughter is so happy. Your daughter is not happy. Like she's living her truth. She's living what she, you know, she has peace with herself and she's living her personal truth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you say, well, Pastor Jeff, how can you say she's not happy? It's because the scripture is very clear. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. The, the things of God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law, the fruit of the Spirit, those are God's things, and he only gives those to people who abide in him and who walk in his ways and who are filled with his Spirit, controlled by his Spirit. You're not going to find those things outside of a, a growing personal relationship with Jesus. Okay, so... Um not to get too theological here, but if you have not received Christ, then you do not have salvation. And um, so there isn't the Holy Spirit. There's not that conviction of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. So um, so do you think there could be a, a happiness because there's not any connection to God at all? You're living your own, your own life. Well, I think you have to lie to yourself. I think you have to move the boundary markers uh, to say, well, this is not sin, because the moment that you're confronted with, hey, the way you're living is sinful, well, then you're like, oh, wait a minute, I can't, I, I have, then I have guilt. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think you see in this movement this desire to be affirmed, especially by the church, mm-hmm. because society affirms us, but we want the church to affirm us. We want Pastor Chris and Pastor Jeff to mm-hmm. affirm us. And uh, anyone who holds to the word of God, it's like, I can't affirm you. I can, I can tell you you have worth and value as a human being. I can tell you that God loves you and he, doesn't, he didn't create you to live like that. Uh, but I'm not going to conf- affirm you in your sin, regardless of whatever your sin is. It seems like that would be the last step of the agenda, would be to get the church to uh, affirm you. Right. You know, so the ecclesiology just like, this is the church is just, caving in on this right and we are seeing that a little bit right. we are seeing the church cave in a little bit on this yeah it's uh it's sad and uh you know i, I go back in my mind to uh, this well-known pastor when he preached on romans one he was agonizing oh this is just mm-hmm. so hard to preach why is it hard to preach 
thus says the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the mailman, and this is what the letter says, and it's not hard to preach. You just let it fly. Well, it speaks right into culture. I right. mean, so you want to be relevant. <laughs> Romans 1 is relevant because it's right to where culture is at. And I understand that, okay, I, I realize out in the congregation there are people that have this issue, just like if I'm going to talk about abortion, I know there are people out in the congregation, I may not know them by name, but I know there are people that they've had this situation. So you speak the truth in love and you're sensitive to them, but I don't know very many people in the church, uh, in, in a biblical church anyway, that are at, yes, Abortion is wonderful. Right. That's going to give you peace and joy and happiness. You know, the Chelsea handlers of the world are, are pushing abortion, um, trying to lie to you and saying, oh, it's the most wonderful decision I ever made. You know, I had an abortion and I'm proud of it. I'd do it again or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I promise you that person, three o'clock in the morning in the quietness and aloneness of their own bedroom, there are feelings of guilt that they have to try and they're trying to kick their conscience to death because their conscience will condemn them this is what you did you're the man well the the difficult part is when you're talking about the homosexuality issue in the church and you're preaching from the pulpit about it is the people that have children that are uh, struggling with this or giving into this or grandchildren that's what's so common now so it might not be the person themselves sitting there is struggling with this but you know, we all know someone who has given into this lifestyle or, you know, not wanting to give into this lifestyle. Well, I think about the comment that uh, somebody made to me. Um, it wasn't directly, but it was passed to me. Why does Jeff hate my son? Mm-hmm. You know, he preaches against homosexuality. My son is a homosexual. Jeff hates my son. Well, Jeff doesn't even know your son. Um, he hates the sin. Uh, like God yeah, does. he hates the sin because the sin is destroying your child yeah and uh you know it'd be like saying why does the cancer doctor hate cancer i mean he's such a bigot he's such a cancerophobe um cancer is killing you that's why he hates it because that's the thing they've connected the sin to the person right you know the sin with this is connected to the person it's an identity issue and they're making it like i don't struggle with this this sin i am this sin right and once you do that you can you you burn the bridge of salvation because god will not accept sin his eyes are too pure to look upon sin and if sin becomes part of your personhood then you can never be saved because god is not he saves us from sin not in sin well how about this one chris uh, the the enemy's game plan uh, weaken the instru- institution of marriage. Have divorce just be rampant in the community and in the church. Yeah, we see that in the very beginning in the creation story. In Genesis 1 and 2, he talks about how he created, uh, Moses talks about how he created uh, man and woman, husband and wife, and they are told to um, to leave their father and mother and be joined to one another. That's the way God designed it, man and woman to be joined to one another. So that's God's design. So uh, this agenda is attacking the very institute of marriage, the very thing that God created. Well, once you destroy the institution of marriage, then you destroy the family. Right. And when you destroy the family, then as we're hearing from our government, you know, your children belong to us. It, it takes a village, as Hillary Clinton said uh, years ago. And, and it's not just you raising your kids. It's we're raising your kids. And they become, quote, unquote, Hitler youth as, as Hitler was indoctrinating the kids. And um, we, we see that 
you know happening in in our country today and as as parents are uh, warned take your kids out of public school if you can if you live in an area where the public school is rotten and they're teaching your kids these things get them out of there mm-hmm. uh and you, you, take the responsibility upon yourself right. don't don't leave it to someone else right and if that means you have to leave your job and you have to adjust your lifestyle because you're a two-income family but you got to get your kids out of there but here's the thing you know um husband and wife mom and dad if you don't have a marriage that your kids can emulate mm-hmm. hey follow me in this good uh Man, it's going to be hard. You lose all kinds of credibility with your children, with the community, because if you can't keep it together at home, um, well, then people just point fingers and say, well, I I think I'll try my way because your way is obviously not working. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I try in in marriage counseling, I ask the couple all the time, I say, is your family a child-centered home or is your family a a marriage-centered home? The marriage is the center of the marriage, of the family, because uh, your children are going to grow up and hopefully get married themselves, and so you want to model for them what a good marriage looks like. That's the most important thing that you can do. Well, you know, we've heard the phrase, the best thing a dad can do for his kids is to love their their mom, and um, that is important. And I I ask this question uh, often, you know, it's like, with couples that want to get married, do you want to have a marriage that was modeled before you with mom and dad? And so often the answer is no, mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you, you know, kids grow up in a home where mom and dad really love each other. The spark is still there. The flirtation is still there. Uh, they're kissing on one another. You know, kids get grossed out by that, but they love it. Well, they, they love to see dad all over mom. Well, also with this gay agenda of uh, attacking marriage is getting away from the fact that husband and wife are different. Man and woman are different. They're not the same. Um, They're equal as far as value, but they are different. So a father offers uh, characteristics and qualities that a mother doesn't offer and vice versa. And so uh, just totally discounting that and discounting gender altogether and the importance of this is what a dad as a man offers. This is what mom as a woman offers as, uh, you know, a woman being the nurturer you know, and the dad teaching uh, adventure and all the different things that a dad brings to the family. So totally discounting that, mm-hmm. minimizing the importance of that. Well, and dad brings a sense of protection mm-hmm. and security yeah. to a child that mom mom is more the nurturer. Right. It's just how she's made. That's how God home. designed it. Right. So, Chris, lots of things going on in our culture today. Uh, the enemy is out to get our children. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. Hey, just know that the devil is coming for your children. He's coming to corrupt them. He's coming to pervert them. He's coming to lie to them, to steal and kill and destroy. And ultimately, the the end game plan is to uh, take your kids to hell. Yeah. And uh, to to bring them to hell forever and ever and ever. And uh, we as Christians, those who are called to be God's witnesses, we are to witness in this culture and speak the truth in love and say, hey, you don't have to go to hell because Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the dead and you can go to heaven. Hey, we'll take your calls when we come back, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We'd love to hear from you to answer your questions and hear your comments. Don't go away. Hi, this is Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs Radio inviting you to join us Friday, July 14th for the Hearts of Fire virtual event. 
You'll meet four courageous women who showed incredible commitment to Christ in the face of intense persecution. This special event is free. Hear these inspiring testimonies of costly faith, plus worship led by Michael W. Smith. You can watch from wherever you are. Register online at heartsevent.com. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God, and our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. In recent years, Christians have seen an accelerated assault on not just our core beliefs, but their very foundation. Now is the time to build on that foundation, strengthen our faith, and learn how to translate our beliefs into actions that engage the culture around us. That's the purpose behind this year's Pray, Vote, Stand Summit, Believe and Engage. Pray, Vote, Stand Summit is a national gathering of spiritually active, governance-engaged conservatives, or sage cons, We'll hear from Christian leaders, worldview experts, government officials, and more. We'll discuss important issues like the sanctity of life, religious freedom, protecting students, strengthening families, praying for our nation, and how you can impact America's future from a biblical worldview. Together, we can believe and engage. Join us September 15th through 17th in Washington, D.C. for this pivotal event. Register now at PrayVoteStand.org. That's PrayVoteStand.org. For over 40 years, American Family Association has stood for righteousness and God's truth in our nation. American Family Association Executive Vice President, Ed Vitagliano. AFA is here every day fighting for the future of America, and praise be to God, we're making a difference. One important way you can join us in the battle is through a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. The charitable gift annuity benefits you and it benefits the culture transforming work of American Family Association. Contact the AFA Foundation today to learn how you can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting American Family Association. A charitable gift annuity helps you and it allows AFA to impact America for generations to come. Phone 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. Along with Dr. Chris Schroeder, we're talking about the uh, the enemy's game plan uh, to destroy your sons, your daughters, your family. As Paul said, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6 verses 10 and 11. The devil is very methodical in how he goes about his plan to steal and kill and destroy. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians, we're not ignorant of his schemes. And so we need to be aware of how the devil is working, especially in the day and age of the uh, LGBTQIA plus movement. We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, they said in their uh, pride parade 
in New York just a few days ago. Well, we're going to the phone lines to take your calls, to take your questions, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And we have Ron on the line from Michigan. Ron, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Thank you, Pastor Jeff, and good morning to Chris as well. Um, just wanted to make a comment about you had, Pastor Jeff, you had quoted that there is no peace for the wicked. And that is indeed true. If you stop and think about it, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of gay marriage in June of 2015. That's eight years ago, yet it's never enough. It is never enough. There has to be a constant because there is no peace. My comment then being, um, again, you quoted from Romans 1, they suppress the truth. They have the truth. They suppress it for what was made evident about God um, is within them. I may not have that word for word, but mm-hmm. um, they cannot outrun their conscience. It's never going to be enough. The good news for those in Christ is that we do have the truth on our side. We are on the right side of things. We just, I, we just need to be bold and stand for his truth. But um, there's got to be, as you mentioned, there's got to be affirmation right now. It, it's not a, uh, enough to accept it. Um, it's never enough, and it's never enough because of the sin involved. They can't outrun their conscience. Thanks for the, for the comment. Amen. That's a good comment, Ron. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always going to be gnawing at them. And uh, in the in the recesses of their heart, the dark recesses that they're trying to suppress, um, you know, you just can't get away from that. And so I, I think about uh, Chris in the the Shakespeare play Macbeth, where Lady Macbeth kills the king, and uh, she would she would have those nightmares, and she'd sleepwalk at night, and she was trying to wash her hands, mm-hmm. and she would say, "Out damn spot, will these mm-hmm. hands never be clean?" Mm-hmm. Trying to wash the blood off her hands, she ends up killing herself in uh, in the play Macbeth because of a guilty conscience. So never having peace because always desiring the affirmation of others, of everyone, desiring affirmation of even those in the church who do not believe that, who believe in the scripture. Well, I think about Sir Ian McKellen, the the actor. Uh, When he goes to stay in a hotel, he rips out the passages in Leviticus and other places that condemn homosexuality. Right. Because at least he's honest enough to say the Bible condemns how I'm living. Mm -hmm. He doesn't try and make the case that, no, I can massage the scripture to make it say what I want it to say. He's honest enough to say this condemns me. And so I tear it out of the Bible so it's not in there anymore. So it can't condemn me. So I can create a God in my own image who is okay with my sin. Right, right. Not trying to uh, twist it to try and make it say what they want it to say. Yeah, and I have more respect for somebody like that than somebody like a Matthew Vines who tries to twist the scripture to say homosexuality is good and fine and right and Well, the deconstructing, you know, deconstructing, taking what is truth that's been truth for thousands of years and then trying to uh, 
knock that down and, and restructure in a way that's more uh, palatable for you. Right. It fits the culture. You know, if you try and have a, a Christianity that fits the culture, you, you're going to have to make it uh, out of Legos because you're going to constantly be redoing it. Uh, the culture is going. But that's what people are trying to do. That's the whole thing. They're trying to they're trying to make it to fit what they desire. They're trying to make it to fit their own feelings and desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're going to constantly be changing it because mm-hmm. culture keeps going more and more against Yeah, God. it's definitely going progressive. I mean, it's going to the left. It's definitely drifting. Right. Uh, I heard, I think it was Ligon Duncan that said, you know, if you want to get the culture to like you, you're going to have to throw God overboard mm. because they're, they're not going to, just trying to appease them. You know, it's kind of like people dealing with Hitler back in the day. Well, appeasement, you know, you'll be, we'll give you this territory, we give you that territory. Well, he wasn't going to be happy until you give him everything. So we can't be guilty of the same thing of trying to win approval and trying to gain affirmation from those who aren't living the truth. Right. So at the Southern Baptist Convention a couple of years ago, it's the world is watching. How are we going to right, handle right, these things? Right. God is watching. We stand firm on his word and he will bless that. Audience of one. Most important is God is watching. Amen. Okay. We have Rob on the line from Arkansas. Rob, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Thank you, Jeff and Chris. God bless you guys for what you're doing. So my situation is I have two scenarios. I have a nephew who claims to be a girl, wants to be called Jade, and then I also have my daughter who I've been struggling with for the longest time, claims to be a lesbian, and has my first grandson. How as a father and an uncle do I approach that? Because she wants me to give her affirmation for her behavior, but I keep telling her it's a sin. And then she keeps telling me, well, if you can't accept my, uh, if you can't accept what I believe in, then we just won't have a relationship. Mm. How do I go about that? Yeah, great question, Rob. And that's, uh, that's the challenge and that's the rub. And uh, we want to have a relationship with our children, obviously, but we can't cave on the truth of scripture and so chris how would you answer that well yeah definitely rob don't give in to the delusion it's uh it's disrespectful towards you uh for her to expect you to uh give into it and believe the way that she does um keep the communication alive continue to communicate with her continue the dialogue um don't let the dialogue stop actually pursue dialogue with her Um, Stand your ground, stand firm, but continue to dialogue with her. Don't shut the door of dialogue. Obviously, prayer. Obviously, you're praying constantly. Um, Use this as a time to examine your own heart because we all have sin in our life, and these are opportunities for us, uh, for the sin in our own life to be revealed. So examine your own life. Um, Don't lecture her. Uh, you know, really maintain the relationship as much as you can, but that doesn't mean that you have to give in to... uh, what she says is truth. And then for yourself, I mean, I I know I can imagine, you know, as a father, this is really, really difficult. So find a group that can offer support, you know, that can encourage you and offer support because you're definitely not alone on this at all. Um, Two resources that I think are really good. There's probably many more, but two that I like is um, one is a guy, I think he's in California. His name is Joe Dallas. And another one I know is in the Fort Worth, Dallas area, Ricky Shillette. Mm-hmm. Those are two really good uh, people to look on their websites. They have a lot of resources, uh, a lot of testimonials, 
and just a ton of resources and great testimonies themselves. Um, but maintain your bound, maintain your boundaries. Don't give in to the um, to her delusion, um, but but also continue the dialogue, continue talking, and and then of course always be praying. Amen. Very good. Well, thank you, Rob, and uh, we'll be lifting you up too because that's not that's not easy, and it's hard to traverse those waters and uh, to know what to say, when to say it, to speak the truth in love, and to let your child know, hey, I love you. Uh, I'll always love you, but I'm not going to affirm sin. And if you are a mass murderer, I'm not a, I'm not going to affirm your your choices there and and your sin. So. Um, God bless you. Well, we have David on the line from Virginia. David, welcome to Real Truth for today. Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. Well, I just wanted to make a comment on, um, you know, we're here. Uh, we got here uh, by uh, outsourcing the future, giving the future away. Our kids are the future, and we mm. uh, chose for decades now to outsource them from the time that they're 8 and 10 weeks old to others. And, uh, and so they had their way in them. Um, so to deal with, with uh, the people that are, that are there already, we need to be about winning souls. We need to be about uh, 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 quoting God's word, using God's word to yes. witness, because that's what has power to change the hearts of, of men and women. And then the other thing is, um, for those who have kids still at home, we have to do what Noah did. Uh, the Bible tells us in Hebrews eleven seven by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, just like you and I have been, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. We, he, you know, when it was time to walk into the ark, he preached, by the, by the, by the way. The Bible says he was a creature of righteousness, mm-hmm. but no one, no one entered into the ark, but he didn't lose one of his. Mm-hmm. And so that's what every dad needs to do uh, uh, today for, for our house. We need to be about winning souls. We need to be about saving our house. And Amen. the Lord will take care of the rest. That's a really good word, David. In uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7 is the verse he quoted, By faith Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. He condemned the world. He was a preacher of righteousness. Second Peter chapter two tells us that, and he was not, uh, a f- you know, uh, reluctant to say, "Hey, if you continue on, you're gonna, you're gonna be condemned, eternally condemned." But here is the ark of safety, and Jesus is our ark of safety. You know that ark in in Genesis uh, six and seven. That's a picture of Jesus, and that's the only way you you're gonna get out of this thing without uh, experiencing eternal death. You, you're born on the highway to hell, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So God bless you, David, and uh, for every dad out there, take that to heart. Uh, your job as the leader of the family, to lead your family uh, to Jesus and to be an example. What a powerful example, Noah, and what a what a powerful uh, description of him, you know, that's used in the scripture, a preacher of righteousness, mm-hmm. to be a preacher of righteousness in our day, just as he was preacher of righteousness in his, you know, wicked day, 
Uh, that's that's powerful. Yeah, and if you live in a day, of course, the Scripture says the days of Noah are going to return. And if we're not in the days of Noah, we, we yes. are quickly approaching them. We're mm-hmm. uh, one stop sign away. Uh, but that was not a fun time to live, right. where every intent of the thoughts of the men's hearts was only evil continually. God was grieved in his heart that he even made man. Uh, it was an awful time, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord, found grace, and he was faithful to uh, fulfill the the calling that God had put upon his life. Well, we have John from Oklahoma on the line. John, welcome to Real Truth for today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, I'd like a, to comment. I mean, you guys mentioned um, families sticking together and and the fathers. Uh, Training their kids up in the Lord and and leading their their wife and kids to the Lord. Um, with me, it was different. I, uh, I I preached and preached and preached and and just led them. And my wife ended up uh, leaving me and taking the kids and and conforming back into the world. And Jesus said. I mean, the, the word of God is just is my rock, is my my buckler, it's the truth, and mm-hmm. I just I let it happen because I know Jesus said um, that even the members of your own household will hate you uh, if you follow me, and and He's right. I mean. There's a lot of hate towards towards Christians, towards true believers, um, even in your own household. But you have to stand firm on the faith, like Job, and 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 really push push harder, push forward in your faith, and, and like you said, do do self reflecting, you know. And yeah, yeah, and what I what I found, John, is. Uh, is when it comes to family, your own immediate family or siblings or things like that, as a Christian, you share with them and then you just shine. You just live it out. Help them to see that they would see Jesus in you uh, and ask you questions. And you got to be careful to not preach, 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 uh, even to your own family. They need to see it so that they can receive it and hear it. Yeah, and I like how you said, stand firm. You know, they have their own choices to make. Uh, this is not a this is not a promise. This is a proverb to do these right things, and uh, but their choices are their own. Yeah, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's a proverb, and uh, that's generally true. Well, you've been listening to Real Truth for today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. Chris, thank you for being my guest today, Dr. Thanks. Chris Schroeder. As we had this important discussion, hey, share it with somebody else. Somebody you know needs to hear this to warn their children. AFR.net, real truth for today. God bless you. Go out, shine for Christ, and share what great things the Lord has done for you. And he will use you as his witness. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.